This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. As always, thanks for tuning in. We've been talking this hour about ways to fight isolation and boredom, especially among young people. One organization right here in Detroit has been doing that through youth sports for five decades. Detroit Pal is turning 50, and it's going to mark that anniversary with a celebration this weekend called a Family Field Day Classic. The event takes place tomorrow, Saturday, May 18th, from 5.30 to 9 p.m. at the Corner Ballpark, the site of the historic Tiger Stadium. Here to talk more about PAL's 50th anniversary is Judy Dowling. She is the founder of Detroit PAL. Judy, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you very much. Yes. Also with us is Robert Jamerson. He is the interim CEO of Detroit PAL. Robert, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you very much. Honored yeah. to be here. So, uh, Judy, let's start with you. What inspired you to create PAL? back in 1969? Well, I think we uh, had experienced a horrible riot in our city. Uh, We were experiencing certainly a lot of stress between the community and police officers. And also, I was working in in a women's division that was handling youth. And I think what inspired me the most was the kids that I kept seeing over and over again. And it was like, we have to do something to stop this. And so uh, athletics are the best way to create a bridge. I don't think anything can beat the look a young man would have, 10 or 11 years old, tagging out a police officer (laughs) at second pace. Right. I mean, that would be an experience I think he would remember. And so it was uh, that type of motivation to uh, bring officers and children together in non uh, conflicting circumstances. Yeah, uh, and I didn't do it alone. There were three other people that went with me to the Meldrum address, and that's where we started in a vacant uh, factory. And uh, I can't take credit for a lot of the <laughs> other stuff that happened. But yeah, I mean, I, so <clears throat> I, I'm born the next year, 1970, here uh, in in Detroit, and I grew up in the era of PAL athletics, or at least the first era of PAL athletics here. I remember uh, the, the baseball teams that were all over the city, and I uh, became a, a very good tennis player uh, thanks mm-hmm. to the PAL tennis uh, league that was at the courts that were right behind uh, my house. It really did shape uh, a lot of, of my sensibility of, of the city and of sports. Uh, and of the police. I mean, back then, uh, there were officers who were involved, deeply involved in the in the league. Well, we were just mentioning Dell Russell, who was uh, <clears throat> one of the instigators of uh, of the tennis program. Hmm. And uh, in fact, we had a tennis match in front of the factory uh, really? uh, between he and Johanna Spreen at the time. Wow. Wow. I think he let Johanna Spreen win, but <laughs> <laughs> it was all in good faith. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert, talk about what this organization <clears throat> means for kids today. My kids, by the way, uh, played pal soccer when they were little. Uh, so sort of two generations of my family have been affected by this. Yeah, the, 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 the beauty of Detroit Pal is that <clears throat> even uh, after Judith, it's it uh, hasn't changed much when it comes to the mission, right? It's It's all about trying to help uh, our youth find their greatness, right? So when you talk about your experience and you think about your kids' experiences, 
It's really helping them to hone in on the things that they can control, you know, their attitude, their effort, their actions and behavior. It helps you as a parent uh, lead them to future and potential jobs or <laughs> entrepreneurship. It's it's uh, just doing uh, things that is that's needed in the in the community. Yeah. Uh, Powell's had a real resurgence in the last few years, at least from my chair. It seems like it has. Can you can you explain what that is about? Why has it? sort of grown again after uh, a while sort of uh, shrinking away? Yeah, so when you think about um, economics, uh, um, dollars impact everything that takes place. So when you start thinking about uh, the um, the turndown when it comes to the dollars that were available for just police departments, well, the police department, it helps to uh, bring uh, support for Detroit PAL. Mm -hmm. um, and then you start thinking about how schools are impacted. So um, all those things have impacted PAL over the years in the same way. Um, but the great thing about uh, PAL is that we've stood in the gap. So when the schools had to cut back on some of their extracurricular activities, PAL was able to stand in the gap. And um, like Judith mentioned earlier, you can only stand in the gap by the support of the team that surrounds you, like the Ralph Wilson Foundation, the Skillman Foundation, the corporate sponsors that we have, to be able to continue to stress the importance. So as community centers were closing, um, we were still there advocating and fighting to ensure that this field was kept uh, cut. This field was well-maintained <clears throat> and safe to, to be around. So. Um, that that's kind of where we've 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 been and continue to be is whatever the community needs. Um, we're standing in the gap to be that. Mm -hmm. uh, talk about what uh, people will find if they come out to the event tomorrow. So when you're thinking about uh, any special event, um, you, you really need to have some good music. You need to have some good food. And then like anything, the people are what make up the event. Right. And so it starts with PAL staff who's put together uh, great planning along with uh, Detroit Cultivated. But it is truly a family field day classic. So one of a kind, all four sports teams come into one arena. Right. Detroit Lions, Detroit Pistons, the Red Wings, uh, as well as the Detroit Tigers will all be there activating the field. So it is a family field and kid friendly event. So there'll be a big blow up. Uh, hockey rink that'll be out there. They'll, they'll be the Pistons activating uh, uh, improvement in jump shots. There'll be a, a Tiger wiffle ball area. We'll, you'll get to see if you can hit it out the park. And, and, and then when you start thinking about uh, the, uh, the, the Red Wings or the Tigers and the Pistons and, and all of them, it's, it's all of them coming together at one point. So, and it, it couldn't be done without um, our honorary chairs, uh, Martha Ford, uh, Holly and Tom Gores, Kelly and uh, Christopher Illich, and, and uh, Rachel and Nikolai Vitti. Mm. You know, so once again, them coming to support and uh, the can't do it without the visionary. And right. one of the visionaries was uh, uh, Jennifer Granger and Maria Dewey, who who lead our Girls Changing the Game committee. Mm. Uh, Judy, talk about whether you thought when you started this in 1969 that uh, 50 years later. It would uh, it would be all of these things uh, so important to the city of Detroit. Well, <clears throat> when I went and visited the Powell Center, I was extremely humbled by all that they had accomplished. The the new the, site, at the new site, the Tiger Stadium and, uh, site. It really yeah. is amazing. Um, and the and the programs that they have throughout the city and the area, and the number of graduates from the Powell program that have gone into professional sports. Uh, was just awesome. 
And uh, no, I have to admit, never envisioned that. Uh, I was just glad they get out of the melt from the factory and get into the police gym. At yeah. least we had uh, better facilities there. Yeah. Um, uh, can you talk about uh, a little about those early, early days? How um, how things unfolded and whether there was skepticism at all about whether police and kids uh, could could get along that way in the city? Well, I think the people who were participating in it, and as that number grew, they could see the benefit of it. Um, I think the police officers uh, want to relate to kids and want to be able to feel that they're guiding them and directing them in the right direction. So I think they thought that if this works, it's great. Uh, you could see the fun that they was having in the interaction when we were playing the sports. Yeah. Um, so, but I never envisioned. Uh, I'll I'll tell the story that uh, I felt like a person who found a acorn in the middle of the street and planted it and came back fifty years later to a magnificent oak tree wow. that has extended all over the city. Yeah. And uh, Roberts pointed out that. Even an oak tree has to have nurturing and trimming and caring. And everyone else who has come in has done that to make that a magnificent tree. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, Judy Dowling, founder of Detroit Pal, is really great to have you here with us on Detroit Today. Well, thank you. Yeah, and Robert Jamerson, interim CEO at Detroit Pal. It was really great to have you here as well. I truly appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. That is going to do it for us today. I will be back on Monday, and I hope you will too. You're going to want to tune in. We're going to talk about the Red Scare of the 1950s and how it upended a lot of lives, including that of the father of Pulitzer Prize winning journalist and author David Marinus. He is going to join us to talk about his new book, A Good American Family. Detroit Today is produced by Jake Neer. The program director is Joan Isabella. Technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. And our associate producers are Gus Navarro, Anna Marie Seisling, and Nicholas French. Detroit Today's theme song was composed by WDET's Sam Bobian. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. Talk again on Monday.